Welcome to the Leave Better Podcast, where we coach you how to overcome what's holding you back from your next level. Our goal is for you to win in your business and life. Join us in engaging conversations with extraordinary people. Here's your host, certified coach and licensed therapist, Miriam Gunn. Now remember, I was starving. And these girls made a pact with these guys to bring food into the elevator so they could eat because we were really that hungry. I refused the food. And that's what I believe is what you call integrity. Now they were afraid of me that I was going to tell on them. Sure. I am so excited today to have Clarissa Burt with us. You have been involved in, well, your own company, the Limelight Media, which deals with TV, video, podcasts, digital magazines. You've been involved in that entertainment industry for quite a while. And if I understand right, you were part of the Survivor Series. Who survived? Somebody well, I who survived. I you won. won. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so many interesting things. Start telling me a little bit about who you see yourself now and even where those roots were traced from before. I'm very passionate about the position and condition of women, that it's their birthright to be and feel safe. It is their birthright to be loved and respected. It is their birthright to, to be able to do whatever it is that they feel that they want to do in life. So my mother was a beautiful woman, toxic relationship, got pregnant with me, you know, in high school. My grandmother was, you know, lovely woman, one of the most kind-hearted women you'd ever meet. And grandma was unhappy with her weight. She didn't need to lose an ounce, but she took two diet pills one day. She choked on them, perforated her esophagus and wound up in the hospital for the next six weeks. My modeling years gave me the possibility to be working with some of the most beautiful, you know, physically beautiful creatures on the planet. They were drinking and drugging and or cutting or doing things that I just didn't understand. There was this undercurrent, this underlying theme, if you will, that became really apparent. I also ran and produced the Miss Universe pageant. You know, there was always something amiss you know, frequently, not always, but frequently something amiss. I realized that there was that common denominator and it was lack of self-esteem or very low self-esteem. And so my mission has been to see women all over the globe living in happy, healthy self-esteem. That's the reason why I wrote this book. You've brought up something that I think is very interesting when you are clearly a woman who is beautiful yourself, but also talented, intelligent, you're the CEO of your own company, you ran a pageant, you know, the pageantry space, you won Survivor. There's a lot of moving pieces in that. I, I want to know how you maintain your presence where you appeal to both men and women equally. Like this is what you tried to do with your book. I'm not speaking just to women. Self-esteem is important for men. And you didn't say this, but as a therapist, I know that a lot of the toxic relationships that happen are because both parties have really low self-esteem and both are trying to prove something with each other and with themselves and Self-esteem really makes a huge difference as yeah. to how someone treats someone. When you have self-respect, you treat the other person with self-respect. Yeah. So speak to me a little bit about how you learned to command both audiences. In order to be able to, to be able to attract both audiences, both female and male, you have to be speaking truth because there's one thing they know how to get through the BS pretty quickly when they, when they see it or smell it or hear it. You don't ever want to betray, you know, that gut instinct, that 
pit of your stomach feeling because it's telling you, you always know what's right or wrong. And by the way, if you have to ask the question, you probably got your answer already, but don't betray what is really truth. Another thing that's really important is that we all want to be loved. We all want to be respected, to feel safe, to live in a safe household. And if that is being betrayed, that is definitely a space you don't want to be continuing to stay in. Look, I always say if it hurts, it's not love. If it's hurting your feelings, if it's hurting your body, if it's hurting your mind, if it's hurting any part of you hurts, it's probably not love. It's addiction. It's attraction. It's many other things we could be here all day, you know, just describing, but it's probably not love. So be careful with throwing that word around too much, make sure that you know exactly what love is and what it means. And normally that means being supported. It means being respected. It means being given your space. It means wanting to learn about the other as the other wants to continue to learn about you and to really listening to one another in relationship, really wanting to be there for one another. No eye rolling. No, you'll never change. Oh, you're always the same. None of that. That's not nice. It's not kind and it doesn't work. Be a class act. And, and the golden rule always works, Miriam. The golden rule always works. You know, treat others as you wish to be treated. And with that goes, never, ever be afraid to say, I'm sorry. If you have made a mistake or said something you truly didn't mean, or don't say something because you want to hurt someone. What's that? Like, where's that coming from? You know, I wouldn't want to be, Miriam, with anyone that wants to hurt me right? Yeah, Whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, no matter how. So, you know, emotional intelligence is something that we probably need to be spending more time on all of us. Well-spoken. Can I ask you to get into some specific examples of things you saw? There are certain industries that attract kind of the toxicity that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. What I have heard is that the media and TV, and there's kind of a lot of personalities there that are either prima donnas or narcissistic. I'm talking about like concrete examples where someone does something toxic and someone else responds as a class act, not rolling over, not saying nothing, not retorting back, but has that class act and in a sense makes it very clear that was not okay, but I'm not going to be aggressive about it. Right. Loyalty is having my back behind my back. Loyalty is having at me having your back behind your back. So think about the last time you walked up to a water cooler situation and you walked up to a group of people and they were talking smack about, there was, you know, unkindly about someone else that you may know. Did you stand there and defend that other friend of yours that wasn't there to defend herself? Or did you join or did you, or did you just walk away and do nothing about it? You know, I come back to saying doing the right thing. The wrong thing would have been to engage, to start gossiping, to want to throw more fuel on the fire. I know what betrayal feels like. I think we all do. And it's one of the worst feelings on the planet. So why would I want to set myself up to hurt anyone in that way? Well spoken. Well spoken. I'm going to ask you for another example. For people who are involved in a situation where someone above them has power and is being toxic, what's your advice or input there? In the workspace, it really is a conundrum because 
people don't want to lose their jobs. They're kind of feeling really yucky about the space and the place they're in. I don't want to be in that kind of environment. So I would either do one of two things. That is leave the environment and go somewhere where I know that the, the corporate culture does not tolerate that sort of thing. And, you know, if you're good enough at your job and you're living in this kind of integrity, you should be able to find an, another job, I would hope, relatively easily. One of my favorite words of all time is integrity take it to higher ups and see what they can, they, you know, they plan on doing about it. Okay. I'm going to take it one step further. I mean, toxicity is a word that's just sort of bantered about, but sometimes it's difficult to define, but you know it when you experience it, it goes back to that lack of safety or you feel like you're being cut down or you're invisible. I think one of the things that I'd like to offer up right now is that, and and again, I I say this to all, but you certainly, those in leaderships and that are CEOs of, you know, their own companies, we are leaders and that means we need to lead and we need to do that high. And I don't mean get high. I mean, we want (laughs) to live with a high mindset. And that means living in honesty, radical honesty with yourself and with others. It means living in integrity. It means living in greatness and gratitude. And it means living in honor. So that's high, H-I-G-H. And I gave you two G's just because it's you, Miriam. I gave you a double whammy there. (laughs) I love it. But, you know, we're losing. We're losing. And if we don't learn how to bring them all together, find them again, and put them into our daily blueprint, we might as well just shut it all down. Agreed. Thank you for that. Repeat it one more time. H stands for? Honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor. I mean, when somebody says, you know, Clarissa, you, you are such a woman of honor. Huh. I mean, you just made my whole lifetime, <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and it has been said to me and it means the world to me because honor means that you're honest. People feel safe with you. They know that they can trust you. They know that you are loyal. As the, as the water rises, it raises all ships or something. We could all live in that higher vibrational place and space. And I don't mean to sound woo-woo, but all of these higher vibrational words bring higher vibrational thinking. And if we can do that in all with all of our relationships, we are then not perpetuating the toxic. But again, if you stay and live by that value system list, make a list, it's a blueprint, right? I want to be, for example, a better person today than I am, t- uh, tomorrow than I am today. I don't know how I may do that. It might be with a kind word, a compliment, to drink an extra glass of water. Those are really my four pillars, if you will, yeah. of happy, healthy self-esteem, which is look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. So, you know, feel good is I'm taking care of my body. I'm eating properly. I'm eating clean. I'm drinking more water. I'm mindful of the kind of water I'm drinking. What's in that water? Looking good is something is subjective to everyone. If you, when you look good, you've got another kind of lilt in your step. You know, you do. And there you go. Look good, feel good, be good. What are you listening to? Where you're getting your education from? Change it up a little bit. Only take what serves you. What do you need right now? And then of course, you know, your greater good is, paying it forward, paying it back, tithing, volunteering, doing the right thing. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you to take high 
and put it in your survivor situation while you are in this contest. And you see a lot of people do a lot of dirty stuff on there. So honestly, I was on Survivor. It was Italian Survivor. It was celebrity version of that. We were in Nicaragua 2011. And we got on the island around beginning of February. It was very tropical, rainy. I mean, the conditions were horrible. It was just the kind of stuff that once you put you in the worst mood of all. Hi, I think honesty was one of the things that transpired immediately because there was a lot of conniving and, you know, we're going to make you know, all these different associations between us. And I'm like, guys, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling that, you know? And so right away I was emarginated, right? They didn't really want to have me in their team. They wouldn't want me around. And I was just, I was alone. I was on my own and I was okay doing that. Second thing was integrity. Um, we were very hungry. We lost a lot of weight on that. And there were a couple of girls that were coercing the younger girls, the prettier girls. I was already 53 on the island. So <laughs> some of the younger, prettier girls were running around in bikinis and they were coercing behind the scenes cameramen to bring them food. Well, the three of the girls, there were two of the younger girls and myself got into a helicopter one day and went from point A to point B. I forget where they were taking us. And what they did was started to hand out food and I refused it. Now, remember I was starving and these girls made a pact with these guys to bring food into the elevator so they could eat because we were really that hungry. I refused the food. And that's what I believe is what you call integrity. Now they were afraid of me that I was going to tell on them. Sure. Living in gratitude was really feeling that good about myself, I think, at that point. I was so in gratitude that I was living on this beautiful island in Nicaragua. I wasn't so happy about the noceums that consumed me. But mm. out there, you know, it was like the mosquito thing. Yeah. But, but outside of that, I was really living in gratitude that I was having this most amazing experience away from the world, away from friends, family, cell phones, computers. And I was able to live the heartbeat, if you will, of the island, right? Yeah up when the sun comes up, sleep when the sun goes down, you know, and all the movement that happens when you have nothing to do, but pay attention to the crashing of the waves. Mm. Right. And then living in honor and living in honor, I would have to say again, was just the way I played the game the entire way around, which was, you know, uh, wanting to do the right thing. I immediately became the, the go-to person for anyone that was in difficulty on the island, psychologically, emotionally. I was the one that people would come to, to talk to. The girls would come and get some hugs and some love. Mm -hmm. I was the, one of the elders, you know, so it was easy. Yes. They were calling me Aunt Clarissa. And, and so I think that that was really it, it, being able, it was an honorable thing to do. Even funnily enough, once a week, they would bring on the psychologist and then she'd go, Clarissa, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't have that time in my life. How are you doing? And she'd start <laughs> bitching, moaning, and complaining about how you know difficult it was. I so I wound up being the psychologist for the team psychologist, which was really interesting. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that that's you know a good foundation for your book. I love that. Hey, this is Miriam jumping back in. Are you looking to go to the next level in your life or business right now? That's what Leave Better is about, my friend. We give you the coaching to level up, have those breakthroughs, so you can stop the self-sabotage that keeps you where you are currently. Let's make self-improvement a way of life. Go to leavebetter.com and download the free resource that's there today. We change them regularly, so go and see what's new at leavebetter.com. 
Now back to our interview. My business has to do with helping people overcome the self-sabotage that keeps them from their best life and their best in business. As you're telling all of these stories that are so interesting and uplifting, as you've looked at people throughout your lifespan, what are some ways that you have seen them self-sabotage themselves? I, I think I still do it sometimes as well. You know, sometimes I just, I procrastinate. I get so overwhelmed with work that I shut down. I don't know where to start. I'll take it. I'll take a day off. And, I, and that's a procrastination kind of thing. It's also a little bit of self-sabotage. I probably take way too much on my plate, but I want to do it all, you know? So I have to, I have to learn how to, how to pace myself a little bit better there. As far as self-sabotage is concerned, when people, people get very uncomfortable, the closer they get to success, the closer they get to their goal, the closer they get to their dream, because they start, you know, they start asking themselves if they really deserve it. And so there, and again, lies a, a self-esteem issue, which it, I'm going to tell you right now, you do, you deserve it. You're going to work and play your way through this, but life will trigger you. There's never a, a test you take on self-esteem and get hundred percent. It's not going to, it doesn't work that way. As we know, some, some days are up, some days are down, but you know, you know, let's start thinking about other people and how we might be able to ease, ease their, their pain, their difficulties, their, uh, you know, unsure moments. Yes. What I hear you saying is that some of the ways that people self-sabotage themselves is that they have distorted views of who they are as a human being, and then they focus and fixate on those distorted views. And if they get their eyes off of themselves and onto someone else and helping someone else, that dissipates some of that energy and then do the work and yeah. change these maladaptive views of yourself. I'm here to tell you that you are so much more than enough that, you know, you have the same potential possibilities that everyone else does. Nothing comes for free. You will work for whatever it is that you, that you achieve. And that's part of the beauty of it. It's the work that you put into it, right? Whether it be your business, your product, your service, or yourself is self-esteem 101 doing something really good for someone else and taking the, the focus off of you. Yeah. But you definitely want to continue to constantly be working on the betterment of yourself. And there is this balance between the focus on the other person to get my eyes off myself, to be humble, but also to focus on myself, to grow me because the bigger I am, the more I can give. And that's yep. really what my company is talking about is let's, let's do some coaching. Let's get your creating more revenue. And now don't be a selfish jerk with it. Do something good with that revenue. We need good people doing good things for those who yeah. are less fortunate. If you could turn back the clock and speak to your, the earlier version of yourself, what would you say to her? Yeah. It, uh, just, just do it and don't be afraid. I think fear has held me back on so many occasions in life. We're all born for greatness, everybody. You know, we all have that, that possibility and the capability. We just have to tap into it. And, uh, and the support system that we create around us is of the utmost importance. Some yeah. of us did not come from supportive backgrounds. A lot of us came from toxic. And it is our job to stop the toxic in its tracks and to turn it around and to make our lives the life that we want to live. Yeah, well spoken. You seem like a person who's not down very often. 
You've got no. a lot of energy and you're extremely positive and forward thinking. I take a little bit of time off. I'll do a mask. I'll do a bath. I'll do my essential oils. I'll turn on the lounge music. I create a Zen like atmosphere and then I'll scroll, scroll through TikTok for two hours and really just take a couple of steps back, relax, give myself the time that I need, maybe make a phone call or two to a girlfriend that I know will pick up and I know that will be there for me. I talk about the daily demons in the book and you know the daily demons that come in and you, know, you can't, you won't, you're not good enough, you're blah, 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 all that stuff. And how I used to really have a conversation with all of this and it, and it was kind of not fun. <laughs> now I just yeah. go, wait a minute, are you back? And just you know, <laughs> really, like, really, have we not, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. What I appreciate about what you're saying is that you have honed your emotional intelligence about yourself to the point where you can say, okay, I'm starting to feel down. What does this mean? What boundaries have I not placed in my life? What am I looking at or listening to yeah. or partaking of that is putting me in this place? Mm -hmm. Let me take a step back and do some self-care. Let me reach out to some of my friends. Yeah. Let me accept some of their love and that you can shift that place. You catch it before it goes down the slippery slope. We are in control of our moods a thousand percent more than we give ourselves credit for. So many people blame it on them. They did this, they did that, but we allow it. We allow exposure to the toxicity or yes. we allow the worrying yes. or we allow the overworking. We, you know, we allow things that sabotage our lives. We're about to the end. Where can people find you? I do have a website. The best way to get to me is through social. Okay. Uh, we're reworking the website right now, but you can definitely get with me on social or Clarissa at clarissabert.com. In the show notes, we will put all of those links. It's been such a joy to have this yeah. opportunity to hear from you. I mentioned before we started, I gave you the opportunity to choose from four charities and you chose Best Friends animal sanctuary we're going to make a donation in honor of your mom because she's Thanks. excited about that yeah. and we just wanted to say thank you for leaving our world better and i hope that this interview has left you better as well absolutely thank you so much for your time miriam i hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to pursue more in the self-development realm for you and your business contact us at leavebetter.com where you leave better, and in addition, you leave the people and earth around you better as well. Think about this. Where you are currently is as a result of the decisions you made six months ago. Similarly, the actions you take today set you up for six months from now. So do something today that pushes you toward that next level of you. One last thing before you go. Become the dealer of growth in your sphere of influence by sharing this episode with two friends. And if you'd like to help me personally, leave a review because yes, that actually does help. Now, go be intentional.